right, we've got another edition of The Change Journals uh, where we talk about some crunchy topics um, that help us navigate change. And one of my favorite parts of doing The Change Journals is we have an opportunity to ask other people how they journal. And we have a really cool guest today. We've got Steve Lawson, the um, creator of the Monk Manual, and we're going to be talking to him uh, about the Monk Manual and the process behind creating the Monk Manual a little bit later um, in a Reboots episode. So, Steve, welcome to the Change Journals and uh, an opportunity to talk about how you journal, why you journal, and the problem you wanted to solve while you, when you first started journaling. Thank you, Tracy. Appreciate uh, coming on. Tell me when you began your journaling habit. It's a great question and one that I haven't thought about recently. Um, you know, I, I started, uh, I think, trying to journal for the first time in, in maybe high school, but it never really stuck. Uh, I, I think it was, uh, uh, there were a few different occasions where I would try to just, you know, write about, hey, almost not really like dear diary type stuff, but something where I was kind of more reflecting on something from the day. It never really stuck as a habit, though, I think, because at the time, uh, maybe I watched like a TV show and I saw someone like journaling and I thought, hey, I'll go and do that. Um, but it wasn't really rooted in um, uh, a desire for a habit or, or a practice that could really be life changing. It wasn't rooted in a desire for some sort of output. Um, more regularly, I've been um, journaling for probably about um, two years now. Um, and the way that happened, uh, I, you know, journaling is one of the things that you hear about a lot uh, when you read about people from history uh, who ended up doing really great things. It's often you, you find it is a reoccurring pattern that – um, people who lived lives of, of purpose and um, uh, oftentimes consequence, uh, you see that they use journals and that manifests differently. They, they had different practices often. Um, but I think I was attracted to that because um, I knew that there was something to it. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I think it must have been just about two years ago that I decided I really wanted to initiate the habit and really commit myself to it. Yeah, see, you're 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 just totally like me because looking up commonplace book and studying about Ben Franklin's journal and seeing pictures of people's commonplace books about keeping quotes and things they've learned—that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it is interesting because um, I started, uh, I think, in the model of of Ben Franklin, which, I, if I remember correctly, was just really like an outline of the day. It was it was just like a jotting of I did this today, and then I did this, and then I did this, and I ate this for this meal, um, and it was kind of like a, a collection of that day's activities. Um, and so I, I believe that's actually it, – it's funny you bring that up because I, I believe that's actually how my practice started. 
Hmm. I think he had some virtues too, didn't he? Oh yeah, he had that as well. Um, look that up. Um, yeah. Uh, 13 virtues, temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, and justice. Uh, I don't think that's quite 13. But it seems to me that he, it's been a while since I studied this, but it seems to me he reflected on those things um, to see how he did during the day on those. And what a way to um, keep ourselves, telling ourselves the truth about ourselves and our actions, Right. We don't get too down on ourselves, and we don't get too uh, too high on ourselves, do we? Yeah, I I um I think that journaling, as long as you feel comfortable journaling, and you're not concerned about, hey, is this person going to pick this up? Uh, it gives you a certain freedom of honesty that's that's rare, uh, even in your own day-to-day narrative with yourself. Because when you're, when you're sitting down and you're saying, I want to go and, and depict reality as it is, you start doing that. Um, mm. Which you would think is, is something that we do all day, but I, I found that's not often the case. Like there's rationalizations I make all the time. Um, but when you sit down and you're actually having to um, be the scribe, right? The historian, uh, the historian has a certain moral obligation uh, to the truthfulness of the matter. Yes. Well, you said a few minutes ago that you've been you've you've kind of revamped your journaling and you've you've been you've been um, reflecting daily, almost daily, maybe on a regular basis. Um, tell me what that practice looks like now from the from the past two years forward. Yeah, I think I think it started as um, as focused around activity. Here's what here's what happened today. Um, this is what I did. This is what happened to me. Um, the real transition uh, has been a movement from a focus on my um, exterior life uh, in exterior activity to more of an, my interior life and interior activity. So um, for, for me personally, um, you know, one of the ideas in the monk manual is this idea of merging um, a life that's full of doing and being. Um, part of the reason I created the monk manual is I'm actually not naturally very good at being. Um, I'm naturally pretty good at doing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably skewed more in that direction than most, um, which is actually, um, it, it can seem attractive in our culture, but, um, it's not fun to be like an efficient, effective robot. Um, uh, it's certainly not fulfilling as fulfilling as, is having the being piece. So, um, what I've actually found is that what's most beneficial for me is to reflect on some of the more interior realities of what's going on. Um, uh, and uh, this is an abstract term, um, or, or way of describing it, but in some ways, my emotional life, like what, what's really going on, um, for me right now. And most recently I've actually, um, started paying a lot of attention to, um, 
my my dreams. Uh, there is a, a school of thought just in, in psychotherapy of, um, you know, your dreams are essentially the stories that your mind's telling you and often is presenting to you realities or things that maybe your conscious mind isn't isn't fully owning. So I'll often find that if I really go and I just start writing about um, uh, my dreams, I'll start having insights about certain things that are going on. So um, yeah, a lot of it's kind of moved more into the emotional and creative space. Um, and uh, which is very, it's, it's very different, but it's, it's personally really helpful for me. Do you, do you think that in so doing, you're able to be more fully present with your wife and your kids and your other important relationships? Like, do you have more empathy, less empathy? I mean, you've gone from external, here's what happened and here's what's going on in my life. How does that impact your relationship with other people? Yeah. So I, you know, one, it's, it's super, it's a super fascinating question to me because, um, I think that is the end point. It does lead to that, but it does it in a roundabout way because here's the thing from a, from like a, a straightforward utility standpoint to sit down and just write about your day does not feel like progress. It does not feel like you're getting something done, but what you're actually doing is creating a space for yourself to actually enter into a place of kind of um, self-care and empathy for yourself. And, and when you do that, like that, that is the place where you learn in many ways how to do that for others. It starts with yourself. And then as you can do that well for yourself, you then also can ultimately do that well for other people. Um, and the other way as well, if, if you can't do that well for yourself, you can't do it well for other people. So I think that's been, that's been uh, the way I've seen it play out is that it does lead to that, but it's, it's a little bit of a roundabout route. Wow. So do you journal every day, every week? Uh, so I, I try to every day. So one of the things that's actually in my, um, in my monk manual as a, um, as a task, there's a to-do list that's in the monk manual and um, I use it primarily as here's the things that I want to do every day. These are the things I've worked out are really important for me to do every day. And journaling is one of those things. It started as a focus habit. Um, uh, in my life at one point, and, and now it's this to-do list item. Um, and I try to do it every day. It is probably the one thing that I struggle most to do every single day, um, partly because I've always had it. Um, I'm, I'm attracted naturally to doing journaling at the end of the day. And Again, like I have these natural tendencies and one of my natural tendencies is just like fit in a little bit more. That's why I have the monk manual to kind of rein me back in. Um, yeah, me too. But, but, but sometimes it'll be, I, I, it, realistically, sometimes I'll get caught up in something and all of a sudden it's 12 o'clock at night and I'm like, I need to go to bed. And uh, it's very difficult at that time to say, all right, I'm going to go in journal right now. Um, and really be able to engage it and give it the time and space it, it requires. Where on the flip side, this morning, I, I, I did some journaling um, because there was something that was on my mind and I just started writing about it. And it was, it was extremely effective. So here you go. I'm actually kind of learning just through processing this out loud with you that I need to switch my practice to the morning. So 
Wow. What happens when you skip a few sessions then? Yeah, I, um, that's a great question. Um, for one, um, uh, this term just came to mind. So there's, there's this idea of like compound interest. Um, and, and I think that, uh, maybe there's something opposite. That's like compound disinterest where, uh, when you, when you start falling out of a habit, it gets actually harder to hop back on or to, to sustain it. It does. Is that perfectionism? Yeah. It, I think, I think, it, I think it's perfectionism it, for me. I think it's also somewhat, um, it's somewhat routine, right? Like if I, if I go and I, and I know, Hey, the first thing I do is brush my teeth every day. I don't have to think about brushing my teeth. I don't have to negotiate brushing my teeth. I just wake up and maybe I'm not even fully awake. Maybe my eyes are half, half closed, but my toothbrush is in my mouth. Um, uh, when you don't really have any sort of the, the habit, um, or you start falling out of the habit, it's, it's harder to kind of get back on. Um, so I see, I see that, um, I also do see, uh, I, you know, perfectionism is something that if you would have asked me a few years ago, if I was a perfectionist, I would have said, no way. If you would ask me now, I'd say, yeah, I definitely was a perfectionist and I probably still struggle with some of those things. Um, uh, but I, I, I think there's, there's that as well, where there's, um, uh, you know, if, the, if, if for my own practice, there's a natural kind of growth of empathy for self that ends up developing, um, uh, you're cutting off the tap a little bit uh, when you when you turn when when um, you step away from the practice. So, um, yeah, it's a great question. Next question is uh, name three tools that you feel like you just have to have in order to execute your daily or weekly practice. So, like, I know you're going to use the monk manual obviously use, use that. Cause I'm getting ready to, to, to start that. But like, do you have a separate notebook for that? Do you write in the notebook? Um, what else do you need to have handy to make sure that you dive into that practice when you need to? Yeah. So, um, you know, I do use the monk manual and actually I, I, I do most of my journaling in a separate journal. Um, so, uh, I, Sometimes my daily um, writing can be as uh, short as four or five sentences. Um, I, sometimes it's even been just a sentence where it's like, here's, here's the one really strong thought that's on my mind. Um, uh, but often it's, it ends up being a few pages. So um, I, I like having the flexibility of having a separate, a separate book. What I do include in my monk manual is um, – uh, in, on the monthly pages of the monk manual, there's a question um, that you're supposed to pick out every month of you, what is the question that you want to answer uh, that month. And what Love I do, that. yeah, and, and what I do is I'll plug into each um, each week. There's like a, a little bullet space, and I'll write the question at the top, and I'll answer that every week, so that every single week I'm actually diving back in and in having to answer it. Um, and the answer is never going to be the same because I don't even usually remember exactly what I said the week before. And, um, and that's really good because it's just reproposing it and reproposing it and reproposing it. Um, so, so the monk manual would be one. Um, and, um, 
you know, this isn't directly tied to um, my journaling necessarily, um, but it, it it does it does affect it. I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. Um, I listen to audiobooks very often, um, and I, I'd highly recommend. Obviously, Audible's like a very popular platform through Amazon, um, and um, I found that. Um, you know, sometimes people are slower speakers as well, and you can listen at a little bit of a quicker clip and 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 get a lot of um, really helpful information or wisdom that can speak into your life. Um, there's another app that's called um, Overdrive, uh, which is um, it's actually a way that you can take out books for free from your local library. I think most libraries um, have a have a um, uh, an account with, with, with overdrive. Um, and, and they often have, at least here, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, and, um, most popular, uh, books or classic books you can get for free, which is really nice. Um, so those are two that, that, that I, um, I, I use frequently to kind of speak into my life. Um, do all three of the tools have to be connected directly to the journaling? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then I'd say um, probably my my uh, so I'll, I'll I won't count the monk manual, uh, and I'll give you two more. Toggle, which is T O G G L, um, is a tool for time tracking. Um, and it's really streamlined because you can set up different projects. I find that really helpful um, because um, you just press a button and it'll actually tell you what you spent time on. Something that really revolutionized um, my own experience of time was when I started for a period of time, I would actually write out my schedule in blocks, time blocks, um, how I plan to live out my day. And then I would track in a separate column next to it how I actually spent my time. Very rare, at least in the oh, beginning, wow. that those things lined up. It's, it's, it can be actually a life-changing experience to realize how you think you spend your time yeah. versus how you actually spend your time. So oh, it's startling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so Toggle can help with that because it actually shows you, okay, in a given week, this is how you spent your time. And I'm trying to work my way to a point where I'm, I'm pretty much tracking my whole work life during the day, not in an oppressive way, um, but in a way that um, is just helping to support. And then the last thing would be I use a tool called Asana um, for, um, you know, I, I use it in some ways for project management, but more than anything, I use it as a way to um, kind of hold all of my thoughts. Um, uh, I... Uh, I have a lot of different ideas and I have a lot of um, things that I come across that I'm really interested in or um, projects I, I want to work on or am working on. And um, I found that if I can download those somewhere and hold them, basically, if I can download from my brain everything that's in there that doesn't have to be in there into a separate place that I can access at a different time. It just creates so much more white space and it's so freeing. So I love Asana. Um, and those three tools uh, really um, between the, the audiobooks and, and Asana and Toggle. Um, and then I guess the, the honorary monk manual as well. I mean, that's, I spent a long time trying to work out a system that works for me and I feel really happy actually right now with how they kind of work in unison. Um, so. 
Would you say those things help keep you fully present when it is time to shut off your brain, your work brain, and go into dad and husband brain? There's yeah. fewer remnants. Yeah, I think I think I think definitely um, they definitely do. Um, I think that um, you know I, there is. Um, there's a part of uh, what can distract us. What can distract us can be a number of, of things, but often what distracts us, and that's what we're ultimately talking about in some ways. When I'm, if I'm with my family and I'm not really present, what's going on there? It's it's distraction on some level. And now, what is distraction? I think I think distraction can come because there's a real threat or like a real issue that's going on. Uh, well, distraction is often linked to to fear, right? So having a good organization system um, and being really intentional should create a situation where you don't have to be afraid. Did I really spend my time well or this or that? It does not guarantee that you will still not be afraid because there's emotional realities at play. And in and, and, and doing that takes some level of trust in yourself, some level of trust in, in the universe or God or um, a higher power. It's that's difficult. Um, but but the piece of actually getting uh, your reality in a good spot, it does take care of that piece. Wow. Dude, that there's a lot to that, and I'm probably going to have to replay that several times to just fully digest it. That's that's pretty deep stuff, Steve. Um, I need to let you go. Uh, probably kept you far too long, um, but I, I've... What a great conversation. The The last thing I, I, I'd like to leave our listener with is what encouragement or advice that you would have for someone who's at that stage where you were in high school, where it's like, look, um, journaling looks like a cool thing to do, but I never can get into the habit. I have new pens, new notebooks, new stuff that I've tried to get into the journaling habit and it just sits there and it never gets used. And I'm frustrated and I'm fed up, but there are some things in my life that Steve mentioned that I want to work on. What advice or encouragement would you, would you give that person to, to just take a step and keep it simple and get started? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think that often um, we can feel as if, the only thing that's worth doing is something that we can do perfectly or that we know exactly how to do it, or even to think there is such a thing as a perfect way to do something. Um, I think when it comes to journaling, you know, you can go on Google and, and find a hundred different best practices of people saying, Hey, this really works for me, or this is what this person did or, or that. Um, but I really believe the reality is, is there's no, there's no right way to do it. It's, it's, it's your way to do it. And um, realistically, you won't know what your way to do it even is right off the bat. And that's okay. Uh, yes. I think you just, you dive in and do it and don't put so much pressure on it. Just do it, show up, uh, say, um, I'm going to go and set aside five minutes every day. After my lunch, I'm going to set aside five minutes every day. And I'm going to just write and whatever I decide to write about, I'm going to write 
build that habit and just pay attention. Is it helping you? Is it not helping you? Are there certain things that you, um, uh, what, did you feel really connected with yourself or with other people or gain a great insight or better organize a certain thought when you did this or that? And just let the process itself help educate um, what good, what, what the right way to do it is for you, because it's the right way um, uh, for another person is not necessarily going to be the right way for you. Um, So that would be my advice. That is, that is profound and it's simple and it is so true. Um, And we get stuck trying to compare ourselves with uh, the people who have beautiful bullet journals on Instagram. That's not me. Man, that drive me crazy. But for but for other people, that's part of their unwinding and their relaxing. So, man, that's that's good stuff, Steve. Anything else before I let you go, my brother? No, I don't. Thank you so much for having me on. Stephen Lawson, creator of the Monk Manual. There'll be a link to the Monk Manual in the show notes, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Change Journals. I'm Tracy Winchester.